0: that's the holy rosary that's the catholic faith the whole catholic faith is in it
1: well i want to welcome you all to another daily decade and the last daily decade of the calendar year as i'm wrapping things up here before we uh... Um, take a little break just to examine uh, the uh, product of the last year or so. Make sure that everything is on the should, is where it should be. You know, and, uh, make improvements where improvements are needed. I welcome any commentary or any uh, ideas from all of you as to where improvements could be needed or deployed. Uh, so feel free to write in. Uh, the email address for our Uh, prayer requests is the same as the email address for anything that you have to say about the show, any questions you want to ask about the prayer cast, any any questions you want to ask about the faith, anything like that. And that's going to be at uh, requests at proton.me. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural. At proton.me. You can also drop a line on telegram, uh, on gab, or on the Fediverse at the post instance. It's at the Daily Decket. Uh, you can also drop a line, comment on any one of the postings on the website, praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, any other way to get a hold of me. Uh there is one other way. Uh we're syndicated. Currently, I'm syndicated. <laughs> the show is syndicated. We all, everyone listening, we're all syndicated. On ExodusAmericanus.com. Uh that's a uh the the site that made it all possible, it really. Uh, if it weren't for the boost that I got from those guys, I doubt I would have been able to bring the Daily Decade outward to everybody else. So uh, you can also comment where the show is posted on their website as well. Uh, so if you have anything uh, over the last year you'd like to see more of, anything that you'd uh, like to see less of or hear less of, as the case may be, uh, just let me know. In one of those ways, and it, it, it'll, it'll really be a huge help for me over the next two to three weeks as I evaluate everything over the past year, take a look at the format, see if any changes need to be made. Uh, you know, and maybe they don't. You know, maybe as I listen through it, I say, no, you know what, actually, you know, for all my faults, this is not too, too bad. And I think we can keep it as it is, it continues to serve the purpose it's supposed to serve. So we'll all see how that goes when we get to the other end in January. Now today, uh, that's when I mentioned I mentioned the email address and all of that, for feedback, prayer requests are still welcome. I'm going to get everything lined up for January. Right now, uh, this week, there were several prayers that were supposed to be said this week that will now not be said until the first week of January. None of them are time sensitive, as far as I have been able to confirm, unless I've missed something really important. But none of them are time-sensitive, fortunately, so it's just uh, those that, uh, I hate to say any prayer can wait, that's not what I mean, but um, they can be prayed for in January without harm uh, to the situation or without the prayer being irrelevant. So I've got those prayers lined up starting in January. I welcome prayer requests to come in. I'm going to make sure that... uh, uh, you can respond to the Oremus post on the Telegram channel uh, and, uh, and so that everybody can uh, get prayer requests in and I'll start filling up my calendar uh, for 2023. Uh, today, the prayer request that we have is a sickness prayer. It's not a requiem prayer. It's a sickness prayer. I thought we'd have a requiem. Uh, and uh, it's for Hannah. Um, Hannah suffering from a uh, Kind of, a, she's a young woman, very young woman, and uh, she's suffering from a cancer. <clears throat> and I'm not sure of what nature uh, the, or what severity the cancer is. But when you're very young uh, and you have a cancer diagnosis, that's um, well, that that could be quite a test of one's faith, put it that way. Uh, so I'd like to pray for her. I'd like to pray for her family, who no doubt are going through quite a lot. Uh, you know, whenever you have uh, a young daughter uh, who is uh, who is cancerous, now my understanding is she's not so she's not a child, um, but she's certainly young enough that this is alarming and out of the ordinary. So it's and actually, really, you know, we have so many resources for child cancer in this country that we almost have a category for it. You know, we have a category for child cancer, a terrible, terrible thing, but we have a category for it. In our minds and we have a category for old people cancer again because it's become a common it's a terrible terrible thing but we have a mental category for it i, I find the people struggle the most with the mint because they don't have a mental category for young adults uh, or or people of middle age now middle-aged women perhaps because of the breast cancer thing but but The majority of people, when they're struck with people that have cancer in their middle age or in their young adulthood, from age 18 to, say, age 40, we don't usually have a mental category for that, and we're not sure how to react to it. And so you get a a full gamut of people's reactions, from people that react just the way that they would hear about a child who has cancer, uh, to people who almost blame the the person who has the cancers. they must have done something wrong that they've gotten this you know Um, you see that a lot with lung cancer in particular and so this sort of thing can be especially hard on people so I really want to pray for her family and their strength and the clarity of their minds to see and categorize and understand what's going on and process it as they ought to as a as a cross a unique cross that's been given to them. So we're going to pray for all of them. <clears throat> so let's go. And of course, today being a Friday, it is the last prayer of the year, and it is going to be in Latin. So go ahead and get your rosaries out. <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, and get your uh, get your Latin prayer books out if you don't have the prayers memorized. And uh, and we'll pray uh, for Hannah and for her family. In nomine Patris, and Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Credo in Deum, Patrem Omnipotentum, Creator in Celi et Terra, et in Iesum Christum, Filius Eius Unicum, qui conceptus est de Spiritus Sancto, natus ex Maria Virgine, passus sub Pontio Pilato, crucifixus, mortus, et sepultus. descendit an inferos, Terti resurrexit Resurrexida Mortuis, Ascendida Celos, Sede ad Dexteram Dei patris Sum Inde Venturiest, Iudicare, Vivos et Mortus. Credo in Spiritum Sanctum, Sanctum Ecclesium Catholicum, Sanctorum Communion, Communionum Sanctorum, remissionem, Peccatorum, Carnis Resurrectionum, Vitam Eternum. Amen. Pater Nostrum, qui es in Celi, Nomen Tum, advenia Regnum tuum, Fia Voluntas Tua, sicur in et in Terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odiae, et dimidi nobis debita nostre, sicur et nostum minimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et Benedictus fructus ventris tu iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunquen oramortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et Benedictus fructus ventris tui, iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunquen mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tu iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patria, Fidio, et spiritui sancto. Sicura radem principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Quintum Mysterium Dolorosum, Crucifixio Domini Nostri, Jesus Christi. Pater noster qui essenceris, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveni regnum tuum, fia voluntas tua, sicud incero et in terra, panum nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie. et de nobis debita nostra, sicud et nos debitoribus nostris, et ne nos ducas in tentationem, sed libera a malo, amen. Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tu Jesus. Mm. Sancta Maria, mater Dei, ora pro nobis mm. peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu Maria, vos benedictis fructus ventris tu Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tuum, Maria, vos benedictis fructus ventris tu Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patria, Fidio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicura errat in principio, et nunc, et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, vita dolcedo et spes nostri, salve. Ad te clamamus exudis filia evi, ad te suspiramus de et flentes in haclac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, Advocata Nostra, Ilos Tuos misaccordes oculos ad nos converte, et jesum benedictum fructum ventris tui nobis post exilium ostende. O Clemens, o Pia, o Dulci Vergo Maria. Ora pro nobis, Sancta Dei Genetrix, with digni officiamor promissionibus Christi. Aremus. Deus cuius enegenitus per vita, mortem, et resurrectionem suam nobis salutis, eterne premio comparavi, Concide, quesimus. Ud hec mysterius Beate Maria, Virginis Rosario, reculentes, Enem quod continet, Et quod prometunt, esse quamor. Per Christum, Dominum nostrum. Amen. Oramus. Domine Sancte, Pater Omnipotens, Eterne Deus. Qui benedictionis tuae gratiam, egris infundendo corporibus, facturum tuo multiplici, pietate custodis, ad invocationem tui nominis benignus assisti, ut famulam tuam, abagriturine liberatum, liberatum et sanitate donatam, dextera tua erigas. Vertute confirmas potestate tueris, aequi ecclesiae tuae, sancte cum omni desiderata prosperitate restituas. Per Christum Dominum nostrum, Amen. Sancti Michael Arcangele defende nos in praelio, contra iniquitiam et insidias diaboli est o presidium. Imperi Deus. Supplices de precamor. Tuque princeps milice, milite celestis, satanum aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditionem, animarum pervagantur in mundo, divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. Sacratissimum Curiesu, miserere nobis. Sacratissimum Curiesu, miserere novis. Sacritissimum curiesu, miserere novis. Sacredissim Amen. I think I said at the end of last series that I thought it was incredibly fitting that we always end on the crucifixion. Because it is the goal, the end. Of everything that Christ came to earth to do. Mary is the new Eve, Christ the new Adam. The atonement that must be made is beyond the old Adam's abilities. And God alone, being infinite, can overcome the infinite offense. And Christ comes to do that. And He begins. His suffering very early. He has long journeys in the womb. The blessed mother goes to visit Elizabeth and serves her while she's pregnant, uh, knowing that her pregnancy is miraculous and she's taken care of. Uh, but she does quite a lot of hard work, uh, and uh, you know the baby, Sometimes pregnant women do have to do a lot of hard work, and usually it's when you've had a few of them already, and then you, have, you fall pregnant again, and uh, it's uh, you can't stop taking care of the children you already have. My wife has gone through this. It seems every subsequent pregnancy she's working harder because she is. You already have children, so you have more children, and that's more work. The blessed mother uh, did not have any other children, as it. We become her children you know, after Christ. so she never has any other children. She only has him. And yet she works as hard as if she were already the mother of many. And that makes it for a hard pregnancy and it also it jostles the baby a bit, you know it's when you're, you're protected in the womb, but it's, uh, that doesn't mean you don't get jostled and you know moved around a bit and made uncomfortable. And that certainly does happen. And then as she's nearing the end of her pregnancy, they have this long journey that they've got to take. And when Christ is born, she wraps him in swaddling clothing, uh, which was custom at the time, but also because it's as comfortable as she's going to be able to make him. As she lays him down in this bed of straw. Now, I don't know whether you've ever laid in straw before, but it's soft, certainly, uh, but it's not a feather bed. Uh, it's, uh, it's got little spots where it tickles and it prickles and it itches um, and so, the Christ, so Christ is already there uh, laid on the bed of straw just as he would be laid on the bed of the cross and then they make further journeys into Egypt and back out again during that time they have severe privations and so the question Well, would Jesus have uh, eaten well Probably not. Mary and Joseph were provided for by God. They were provided for with the most basic things. No one was ever starving, but Christ also being the second person of the Trinity, as he said to the apostles when he met the Samaritan woman at the well, I have had meat whereof you know not, uh, because his meat is doing the work of him that sent him. As, that's the. I, I believe that's from the same passage. And the same would be true of Mary and Joseph as they travel. Uh, there's a couple of uh, what I might call uh, pi- well, you know what, I would I would not call them pious traditions, extra scriptural traditions about exactly what happens to the Holy Family as they pass into Egypt. And they encounter quite a lot of danger and quite a lot of privation. As you're crossing Sinai, that's not a short journey on foot and it's not an easy journey on foot. Sinai Desert is very treacherous, uh, and they cross it, and they run into bands of robbers that are hiding in Sinai. Uh, There's a popular understand tradition that uh, the Blessed Mother encounters St. Dismas, who uh, uh, commands his particular band of rebels uh, to not to harass the Holy Family, as they would be robbing many travelers between uh, Judah, Judea and, and Egypt. Even though you're traveling within the Roman Empire, this particular part of it—it's—it's it's sort of like, it's sort of like the, the U.S. Mexico border down there by El Paso. It, the government doesn't really control this territory, and so all sorts of things happen there. Uh, and so you have the same—you know—the same thing here in Sinai. The, the government, the Roman government, didn't really control Sinai, so all sorts of things were going on there. Incredibly dangerous place for the Holy Family to pass through. And privation certainly followed them. So Christ is suffering from the moment he is conceived. He already has all of the discomforts of life amplified by the poverty and the humiliation that he has chosen to endure as a foretaste of the cross. And so all of this joy... That we feel at Christmas, and which we rightly feel, there's nothing wrong with the joy that we feel. We should be celebrating and rejoicing, and God intends for us to do so, because even born in this privation, the angels of heaven follow their instincts to give glory to God. And suddenly, with him were a multitude of the heavenly host singing praise. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men of good will. So heaven rejoices and earth rejoices. Creation groaned. The the earth rejoices at the coming of the Messiah who is to cleanse this whole thing. And for the creation, you get one step closer to the cleansing of fire that comes of the second coming, which is something we should keep, we always should have before our mind's eye as we're in this season. But we rejoice there just as we rejoice at the sacrifice. We mourn the death of Christ. We mourn his, uh, his persecution. We mourn our role in persecuting him every time we sin. But we call it Good Friday. Because at that moment, we know, and the devil knows too, the fix is in. The race is run. The jig is up. He doesn't have command, total command anymore. His kingdom has been put on watch. And we, so, we can therefore look forward to Easter when we really celebrate. With some joy and hope in our hearts on Good Friday, we're mournful, we're focused on our own sins. Because it's our sins that crucified Him. But at no point during the whole proceedings do we ever sink into a state of despair... We are not like the apostles who see Christ crucified and suddenly think, well, what was it all for then? St. Peter has this problem all the way through the scripture. He's always telling Christ, no, 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 no. You don't need to go to Jerusalem. You don't need to do that. If you, are, if you are to die, I will die with you. Thinking that they're going to make some kind of heroic last stand. The, the, the Simon Zealots, Thomas, I think it is actually, that does the same thing. Christ goes down from the mountain, he's starting the journey to Jerusalem. And Thomas rallies the others. Christ has abandoned them, walked away, and he says, Let us go and die with him. Ready to be the hero. And Peter too. If it can't if we can't stop it, then let's let's throw ourselves into it. Not understanding that there's not going to be a final battle. It's not that's not the the nature of the of the sacrifice. But they too, when Christ was crucified, they all go to the upper room. Saint John is there, St. Mary Magdalene, the Blessed Mother, several of others, follow Christ to the tomb. But the apostles largely flee because they do not have the hope of the resurrection that has been confirmed for us, thanks largely to Pentecost. And so when we see the cross throughout the year, and I think it's Bishop Fulton Sheen ascribes this quote to Pascal. It says, Christ hangs on the cross for all eternity. And it's true, it's not Good Friday today, but in a way it is. In a way, it's always Good Friday. Christ is always in that manger for us. Christ is always on that cross. And in both of these events, there is a mourning for God's suffering. That's why the Blessed Mother is there in adoration and silence. She's not grabbing the timbrel and, dan- and playing the psaltery of nine strings. She's kneeling in humble adoration and and prayerful silence in exactly the same way as she's standing by the cross in prayerful silence and painful resignation. It's not the exact same scene. It's not the exact same feeling. But there is a parallel. And just as we can be silent and reflective on what a wonderful thing it is for God to subject himself to these things on our behalf at Christmas time. So too, we can rejoice in both the nativity and the crucifixion that God has loved us so much that he has undergone these things that we do not have to stand outside the gates of heaven begging for graces as as the patriarchs of old did as the virtuous pagans of old did no, we get entrance to the heavenly kingdom if we do as God commands if we live a life loving God then we are citizens of that kingdom and we are welcomed home as citizens of that of the heavenly Jerusalem. And a city state is much more tight more and more tight in relations than, than a country like, say, the United States. I don't know my next door neighbor. No, when a citizen of the city comes home, people know. People recognize him. And especially if he's been in exile or he's been held captive somewhere as a hostage, there's tremendous celebration. Even in the United States, think about the the hostage crisis with Iran you know it's a, laying aside whatever the politics are attached to it. to have those people come home was met with celebration, national celebration, because members of the community, citizens of the Republic, such as it was, such as it is, had come home these exiles these hostages and just as we are hostages of the devil there's great rejoicing in heaven when we return home and so there should be great rejoicing here on earth for the cause that allows us to return home and that is found in the manger and on the cross In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
0: The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness. And I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her who is the moon and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.